0: Hey everyone, welcome to on the line. My name is Addison and I'm a 15 year old aspiring sports broadcaster on the line is a sports podcast that highlights the stories of high school and college athletes. So you can get a behind the scenes look at what it takes to be the best. Welcome back to Online. My name is Addison and today I'm here with Mackenzie Emmons, a junior out of Auburn Riverside High School here in Washington State. Mackenzie is a soccer player and plays both outside back and center back. She plays on both her school's varsity team and in the Elite National Club League. So I'm super excited to talk with you today. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Of course, I'm super excited.
0: So for my school, the season just started. Is that the same for your school?
1: Um, We actually just finished our high school season a couple of weeks ago. And how was it? It was so much fun. Um, We actually ended up as the 3A, 4A, NPSL crossover league champions. So that was super fun.
0: No way. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. And I bet it was nice to be back on the field with your high school team since I'm assuming you weren't able to have a season last year.
1: Yes, it was so much fun, especially to be with, um, I played with the seniors that were this year's seniors ever since I was in kindergarten, so I was super excited to hear that I would get one last season with them.
0: That's awesome. I'm so glad you were able to have that opportunity this year since you weren't (laughs) able to last year.
1: For sure.
0: So when did you start playing soccer?
1: So I started playing soccer when I was three years old. Uh, I had a lot of energy, so my parents thought mm-hmm. it would be a good idea to channel into being constructive. Also, my brother played soccer, and so I, and I always wanted to be—I do everything just like him. Mm-hmm. So I also played into why I wanted to play soccer.
0: It's so funny how like your family plays such a big role in kind of who you are because I know it was the same for me, but it's actually my Younger sister, whatever she did, I wanted to try out because I was a bit more timid. And yeah. we both tried soccer. Wasn't our thing. But now <laughs> looking look back, I'm like, oh, I wish I stuck with it.
1: For sure.
0: Was there ever a time that you kind of had second thoughts or considered quitting the sport?
1: Uh, I think everybody has their ups and downs and their rough patches in their sports. But um, when it comes down to it, I don't think I've ever been super serious about quitting it because – I, whenever it comes down to it, I love soccer and I love the environment that comes with it. So even though there's the hard catches and ups and downs, not seriously.
0: Have you found any tips or ways to try and help avoid some of those moments where you're kind of just like, oh, I don't know if this is for me because, you know, like you're saying, it kind of, there's ebbs and flows with how passionate mm-hmm. you are towards the sport. Do you have any tips on how to avoid like being burnt out?
1: Yeah. For sure. Um, so honestly, one of the things that my um, coach that I have right now used to always tell me was remember why you're here. And even when I'd get nervous, or I'd be on the soccer field and like start getting nervous if you had a big game or something, I would just remember that quote that remember why you're here. And it's just a really good reminder because it reminds me of why am I here? And it's because I love the sport and this is what I find fun. And this is, this is where I want to be. And so it just kind of takes the pressure off again and just realize like, this is for fun. And this is what I love doing.
0: Mm-hmm. I think a lot of athletes put too much pressure on themselves. And I for think sure. just every single athlete has that mantel- mentality mm-hmm. that, you know, they're just not, ever going to be good enough or they're never going to mm-hmm. be perfect. So I think that's something that a lot of athletes have to work on is.
1: Definitely.
0: What position or positions do you play?
1: So for my ECL team um, for Washington Premier, I play outside back, primarily left outside back. And then for my high school team, I play center back.
0: What is the role of the outside back?
1: So really the main purpose of the outside back is to keep any of the opposing wide forwards from scoring, but also just keeping them outside of the middle of the field because that's where the goal is. Uh And then we also um, help in attack. So we do a lot of overlapping runs and we work with our wide forwards and we do like crosses into a box and just kind of trying to help in the attack as well as the defense. And then what about center back? So uh, the purpose of a center back is more to control um, more of the middle and central part of the fields and for uh, helping switch the point of attack and switching the field, stuff more like that.
0: Is it difficult to play two different positions or do you think that comes with an advantage?
1: Um, I think that, so this was my first year playing center back for my high school team and um, at first I was a little scared because I haven't really played center back too much because I've been more of an asset back, but after my first few practices, I really learned to love it, and it was super fun because it was something a little different, but still the same idea, and it was just super fun to be in a kind of a different area, but still the same idea. So yes, it was hard at first, but um, just learning it, and obviously with the help of wonderful and amazing teammates, it was super fun and got the hang of it once in a while.
0: I always enjoy asking this one question because I I get some of the funniest answers, but do you have any weird drills that you do that the average person would be like, what the heck is that? You know, that seems super weird.
1: <laughs> hmm. Uh, so when I was littler, um, like, in middle school, I not this isn't necessarily a drill, but before every single practice or game, I had to get 19 juggles of like my, my soccer ball before it, um, and 19 is my soccer number. And so that's like my lucky uh-huh. number, and so I had to get 19. So that was really kind of interesting. <laughs> that I would do. I don't know, I don't have to do that before every practice and game now. I learned to <laughs> not have to do that. But
0: do you have any other superstitions now, or did you kind of just grow out of it?
1: <laughs> hmm. Uh, I mean, so growing up for ECNL, we travel with our team. So I'm not with my family at all. And so I've learned that we just kind of have our little roles that like each of us have that like, I like to wake up uh, like an hour before, <laughs> which is kind of early. Cause some of my teammates like to, you know, they only need a couple of minutes before we need to get to the field, but I need like a lot of time just to like kind of get in my, get my head and mindset ready. Uh-huh. And so I would just say one of my superstitions is just like needing to give my some t- like myself some time to just kind of almost stare at myself in the wall or in the mirror and <laughs> just think about it for a little bit.
0: What does your pre-game routine look like? So I know you wake up pretty um, early, earlier than some of your other teammates, but yeah. what, what happens between that time you're awake to the time you take the field?
1: So I would say um, typically if we're on a travel th- like tournament or we're away and I'm with my teammates, I would wake up before, <laughs> a little earlier than before some of my other teammates, mm-hmm. I would um, get dressed in my uniform, and then I would just, um, like, kind of get myself ready, in my mindset, get my hair, like, in a ponytail, get myself ready, and then um, we'll go down to breakfast together, and we'll typically have a team breakfast, and then after team breakfast, we'll, depending on what our game is, um, usually we go for a little team walk, and then we can talk about the game a little bit or a little bit of strategy, which also helps with my mindset getting ready for the game. And then um, usually we'll just get – we have little vans usually, and so we'll get into our vans and we'll head to soccer fields and then have another meeting and then start a warm-ups.
0: Oh, wow. That's quite a process.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What we feel our bodies with as an athlete can play a big part in our performance. So I'm just Mm -hmm. curious, have you ever worked with a sports nutritionist or is that something you take super seriously as a soccer player?
1: So definitely, um, what you put into your body and what you can get out of your body is very important. And and so, um, my mom's actually a physical therapist. Um, and so that's also been super helpful because whenever I have like something hurts or I can, she's definitely, um, a great resource to have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, She's also definitely helped me with, um, learning, like she's growing up. She's definitely helped me and guided me to learn what would be like great ideas for nutritious snacks between like, whether that's between a game or into breakfast before game. And so that's definitely been a huge and, um, very thankful for that resource.
0: That's so awesome. And kind of going along with your mom's a PT and a big thing Mm -hmm. with athletes is injuries and recovery, has she passed on any tips with you or advice on how to avoid injuries and recover um, yeah. after long practice
1: days? For sure. So, um, definitely trying to be as strong as you can. So, um, making like doing little exercises such as like squats or, um, just band work. Band work is extremely mm-hmm. important, especially for girls soccer players. Cause you want to make sure you keep your ankles strong and your hips strong. And so, um, Through the years, I've obviously had my little um, injuries, like ankle injuries or just little, you know, little injuries here and there. And so, um, honestly, that all comes from just needing to make sure you're super, super strong. And so, I just, um, she's helped me develop, like, a little routine I do. And I have a little routine for keeping myself strong and um, to make sure I don't get injuries in my ankles and my hips, et cetera.
0: Well, I just have to applaud every PT out there because... They seriously play such a big role in the success of an athlete. And for me, when I was dancing a ton, I started going to the PT and they made me realize the muscles that were weak that I would never even think about. Like they somehow are able to figure out these super tiny muscles that you can still strengthen, but it ends up being so helpful. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree.
0: Now, do you want to continue playing soccer beyond high school?
1: Yes, I definitely do. I really can't imagine my life without soccer yet.
0: Do you have any colleges you're looking into or dream college?
1: Yeah, so um, asking about my dream question or my dream college is actually a really interesting question um, because college is not only about soccer for me, so I want to attend a a. An academically rigorous university because I want to pursue neuroscience. Oh wow! So I'm looking at all different divisions right now. Um, not just D1 for mm-hmm. me, um, but I want to find a school that checks all my boxes, not just soccer. But it's obviously soccer is also a huge part of my life. So making sure I can find a school that has all those boxes is really important to me.
0: Well, it seems like you're really passionate about education and schooling. I bet that. Become sort of a challenge to try and balance your athletics and your mm-hmm. education. So, what is that like? Have you found a good routine to make sure you stay
1: sane? <laughs> <laughs> for sure, um, and honestly, I have to also applaud with um, being a part of the ECNL, um, which also stands for Elite Club National League. Um, it's been a some, a program that's been such a blessing for me because. I've learned how to communicate with even just my teachers about like mm-hmm. missing work or making up tests if I've been gone and I have to make it up. It's taught me at such a young age how to organize my work and how to communicate with um, teachers and peers. And it's just really um, created how, how to keep myself organized um, at such a young age. And so I feel really um, grateful to have that.
0: That is such a big benefit of sports. hmm can you talk about your Absolutely. experience participating in the U.S. National Training Center?
1: For sure. So uh, I participated in this program from the summer after fifth grade through December of my seventh grade year. And it was such a great experience. I got to play with such incredible and talented players that were, from my, or that were in my age from around the area. And so basically we would meet one night each month up at the university of Washington and Mm -hmm. we would have, um, different coaches come and coach us, but it was also really high pressure. (laughs) Um, pretty much a tryout every single time and you had to be invited back every month. So you never knew if that was going to be your last month or not. And, um, it was super fun, but also really stressful, but, Um, Basically, the intent of the program was to identify, train, and watch talented players develop. Um, But then the program eventually changed once the DA program was created, because that was basically the equivalent to the program.
0: Wow, that seems like super rigorous, and like (laughs) you said, a lot of pressure. So how did you deal with that pressure and not break under it?
1: I think that part of it came from a super um, incredible support system at home, my parents' have always been super supportive and just knowing that like, no matter what they're going to be super proud of me. And Mm -hmm. again, also from my coaches at my club, just them telling me that like keeping reminding me like, well, if you're not happy then, which I obviously was, but if you're not happy, um, then like, remember why you're here. And that's because I love sport. And so just keeping reminding myself that even though it's stressful, I'm doing what I love.
0: Exactly. Well, what has been your favorite moment on the soccer field so far?
1: Hmm. So I would say my favorite moment would be either, um, ECNL nationals, my freshman year where, um, a ton of coaches had come to watch a player on the, the team, the team we were playing. Um, there was a really, really talented forward on the other team and she was actually in the youth national team. Um, and I coach had me man man marker, mm-hmm. which means basically staying in my spot, almost like a zone defense rather than, um, so I, wasn't doing zone uh-huh. defense. I was doing more of a man marking. Yeah, and um, I did a really great job um, shutting her down, and so it was super fun because the coaches that ended up coming to watch her ended up becoming interested in me, and so it was that was a super fun moment. But then I would also say one of my favorite moments would be um, in my high school team. We had we went to state playoffs in the fall of 2019, and um, I got to shoot. Uh, PK to make us get the first seed to go into playoffs against Union High School and I remember turning to my team after I would scored it and just like seeing my team and being able to celebrate with them and like the community was super fun and it was just a really fun moment.
0: Wow that is so impressive and super cool to hear about that's so awesome.
1: It was super fun.
0: What has been your toughest moment as an athlete?
1: So I think that all of Um, all sports players are going to have their injuries and that's always, always going to be a hard part of any sport, but I would say that my hardest moment would be, um, I tried out for EPD, which means elite player development for two years and my first two years, I didn't make it. And so, um, it was a really big confidence shaker for me, but what it did teach me is that, um, how to turn disappointment into opportunity. And so um, from that disappointment, I ended up taking private lessons and I asked the coaches who I had tried out for um, for some feedback and they gave me some feedback and then I took it to my private trainer and I worked on it. And then when I made EPD for the next three years and then we aged out, um, but I made it for the next three years and it made that success of making the team so much sweeter and happier and greater.
0: For sure. This kind of reminds me, Earlier today, I actually have another podcast with my best friend and Mm -hmm. we were talking about our biggest fears and she brought up failure Mm -hmm. and we were just talking about failure and how there's such a negative connotation with that word. And we shouldn't be so concerned about failing because everyone's going to fail. You're not always going to win, but it's more about what you learn from it and getting yourself or picking yourself back up after the stumble. And I think that what you just talked about really shows that importance of taking that initiative to realize what did I do wrong and then fix it. And you learn so much more from that than dwelling in your sadness of not getting what you want. Absolutely. The last soccer player I talked to, we talked a lot about the pay gap between men and women's soccer and you see so many um, female soccer players talking about kind of the inequality they face and how they don't have as good fields as the men's soccer Mm -hmm. team. And there's just a lot of commotion going on in the soccer world. So what are your thoughts on all of that?
1: So um, really I would When I think about the um, gender inequality gap, I think that, um, so I actually, (laughs) funny, I had a, in my AP seminar class this year, I just completed a research paper and my presentation was on the impact of women's sports. Mm -hmm. And um, it all talked about how gender inequality that is societal driven can be decreased through sports and the involvement of women. And so I think it is imperative for young girls to be seen as strong women athletes and fierce competitors. And our society puts such importance on athletic prowess. Everyone thinks and sees like bigger, faster, stronger as desirable, but these traits have not necessarily been traditionally known as feminine traits. And so viewing women as strong competitors helps debunk the thought that women are somehow lesser than men. And although I'm very shocked at the amount of gender inequality that still exists, I firmly believe that girls and women in sports will decrease this gender inequality. Um, and I'm just—I think it's really interesting, and I'm really passionate about how we can find ways to encourage these young girls to participate in sports. And I think that um, it's really sad how the the quote and like how everyone knows the. Mm-hmm. Um, The quote "You like you run like a girl" is Mm -hmm. insult, but I really hope that one day we can see that as a compliment.
0: Wow, well, that was really well worded. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I can't (laughs) thank you. And uh, really impactful. And honestly, it's super cool that you chose that as your topic and Mm -hmm. that you're passing on this information. Um, I don't know. A couple months ago, I saw how people higher up were claiming that. Men's soccer was harder than women's soccer and I just don't understand why people would say that and it seriously yeah. just baffles me but I'm I'm glad to see that people are standing up and speaking yeah. out to be like hey this is wrong and you know this is an old stereotype that needs to leave
1: absolutely
0: how can the average person like me Help grow the game of soccer for women and young girls.
1: I would say that, um, honestly, I think that women's soccer has done a pretty good job promoting um, our sport. But really, the women's national team has so many fans and promotes the players in sports in a really important and positive way. So I think that just encouraging um, everyone to just take part and not worry about the gender norms or just, like social norms.
0: Exactly. Well, what has been the best piece of advice that you've received?
1: Um, I would say that um, back to what my coach was talking about with just remember why you're here. I just think that that really always sticks in my mind for even things outside of sports, just like um, even at school, like remember why you're here. And it's like for my future, like I want to set myself up for the best way i can and so i just think that remember why you're here is a great piece of advice i will always keep with me
0: and then to close it off what is a piece of advice that you would give to young soccer players
1: um i would say uh every single day is a chance to get better and push yourself so seize every day and have fun while you're doing it and that being said also this year in 2020 um there's been a lot of hard moments and challenges with everything that's gone on with the pandemic and quarantine. and it's really made me realize that um, there's a lot of like in my life at least there's a lot been a lot of I have to's and those have really turned into I get to's. Mm-hmm. So that means basically um, I would be super tired like last year and, and like, oh, I have to go to soccer practice and then during quarantine, I suddenly couldn't go to my soccer practice. And so instead of hi- I have to, those turned into I get to. And I realized that like I'm super fortunate that I get to go to soccer practice and even things like school, like I don't have to go to school, I get to go to school. Like mm-hmm. and so just realizing that like I'm super fortunate and that I get to do all these opportunities that it's not I have to, I get to.
0: I absolutely love that. And I've never heard that, but the phrase you know, switching it from, I have to, to, I get to really shifts your perspective. And this is one reason why I love talking with athletes is because their mentality is just, it's different. And Mm -hmm. I get it, you know, it's just so inspiring to hear, hear different perspectives. So thank you so much Mackenzie, for coming on the podcast. Um, would you like to kind of shout out your Instagram?
1: For sure. So, um, let's see, it is McKenzie 19. Um, and yeah, but thank you so much for having me. I had an incredible time talking with you.
0: Yeah, same here. And thank you to everyone listening. Um, we'll talk soon. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of on the line. I upload new episodes every Sunday at 12. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, and follow on the line on Instagram. And all those links will be in the show notes. Thank you.